Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to episode number 447 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. How you going, fellas? Fucking great. Mate, we are fucking, we are absolutely charging right now. Finished a members episode, which you'll have to subscribe to Patreon. This Week in League, patreon.com forward slash Tool Nation to get on there. Um, because Influx yeah. of new Patreons this week. We love you all. Champions. Absolutely. Absolutely. Champions, one and all. Uh, round two has come and gone. So, uh, Stepdad, do you have your socials lined up? Yes, I do. Glenny, do you have your searing analysis and intellect lined up? It's going to take some time, mate. But I've got the scores lined up. I've, I've fucking scratched a couple of notes out, man. It's the best you can hope for. <laughs> <laughs> So shall we fucking proceed? I mean, this is not I'll Sunday. What, no, Sunday night's not the news episode, so we can't talk about you know George Burgess and whatever he's done with his humongous thing. But sorry, you were saying stepdad. That 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 was like the worst. Let's form Voltron thing. <laughs> yeah, but no, you were you were good. You were good, Socials and I was good. Ready, check. <laughs> Wit and banter. <laughs> And I'll form the head. <laughs> <laughs> Fuckheads in the house. Well, we're both here, cunts. Oh, Fuck tell you guys. what. Are you Fuck aware of Voltron, Glenny? Sorry? Are you aware of Voltron? I can't, cannot believe that you would ask me that. Oh, I've never. But you're not called a referential retard for nothing. I mean, <laughs> it's literally your thing, not knowing anything about anything. Like culture. Going, yeah, he's the one where all the cars and helicopters joined together to form a robot. There was a yeah. fucking Voltron that had cars, motherfucker. Yeah, you know. The all point about is, it. the point is, that's a shitty one, yeah, and that's one. That's one. your favourite one. <laughs> 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 because that one had a digger. Oh. I did not have a digger. <laughs> was it on his crotch? Did he have a crotch digger? <laughs> It was, it was it was it was his asshole, and the little and the and the little and the little scoop fucking formed his tail. <laughs> oh, oh, we're off to a fucking flyer! Look out! Yes, I know who Voltron is. You fuckwits! I thought I got I thought I got all the all of my yeah digger slash Glenny related insults and humour out in the member side, but no. um, it wasn't it wasn't nine years long, cunt. You can't have got it all out. <laughs> For, for new listeners, um, Glenn is a oh, uh, a proud member of the mining industry. <laughs> the MI. Oh, he's, a pillar, he's, a pillar, like... he's a pillar of the mining industry. The MI, yes, as we call it in the, the industry. Um, just, just as uh, the guy that cleans <laughs> toilets in the lodge is in politics. <laughs> so... Fuck off, cunt. <laughs> oh, that is fucking offensive. Um, 
Both of you fucks are lucky this podcast isn't called This Week in Winning, or I'd be doing it solo. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pathetic fucks. As you would be if it was This Week in Fuckwits. <laughs> <laughs> Although you would have a fair listenership. <laughs> There'd be a few people interested. Most of the cunts in the Facebook group. <laughs> oh, I love it. So yeah, so so I mean, we did we we spoke about it on the on the member side before our stepdad came along, Glenn. But Glennie, you're currently serving a ban in the in the Facebook group. Yes, yes, I am. For for I believe what did what did Zuck? Uh, let me just get the exact wording of. Uh, I think it was Zuck, hate speech. It was hate it was, speech. He, he violated like I'm, their rules. I'm just morphing on, into their rules Jay's, on violence. Jay's uh, fucking narrative of me. How rude. He, he's uh, he he uh, he shared a comment in the group that went went against the rules on violence and incitement. So oh, I blame I mean, Shane Cash. I see that, and I think, and I think the comment was something like, "Boys, let's head down to the fucking Nulla Beach and take it back." Yeah, that's that sort of comment. But um, yeah, we'll never know. Facebook took it down. glennie has been banned. He can't defend himself. So we're just going to assume that's what it was. <laughs> so feel free to tag him and everything on Facebook. Legitimate, <laughs> legitimately sent you both a screenshot of exactly what I said. You fucking ignoramuses. I actually put in there and said, Cash, I said, if Glenn doesn't respond to this by close of business, you're, you you officially won. It'll <laughs> uh, be another phone call tomorrow morning as he's fucking like on, his, on his way to work slash do fuck all. <laughs> right. Is he, round is he two. not in the MI? He, he is in the MI. Oh, cool. Yeah. He's most pill, most, he's most pill, lawns at the PHP office. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking belligerence of everything that comes out of your mouth. He's Gina Reinhardt's gynecologist. Oh, Jesus. Hey, let me tell you, that's probably digging deep holes than most of the people you know. Oh, fucking please. Oh, you need an eight and a half tonner to get in there. How long does bauxite take to form? Oh, I don't know. Sniff it and find out. Jesus Christ. What have I done? <laughs> <laughs> Round two results, fellas. Thursday night down there at the Korean Housewife, the Melbourne Storm, 15 to feed the Rabbitohs, 14. These Thursday night games feel like so long ago. I, was, I, was, I know. I was, I was fucking certain this was last week's game. Yeah. <laughs> the Storm uh, tries to uh, Xavier Coates, Ryan Pappenhausen, Cameron Munster. Um, Pappenhausen with a conversion and a field goal, the critical field goal, obviously. The Rabbitohs 14 tries to AJ, Jackson Paulo, and Campbell Graham. Uh, Latrell missed all his conversions, but he got the uh, two point field goal to take her into Golden Point. Glenny, what say you? I want to give you a little bit of credit for uh, for calling, not, not that it took a fucking masterful rugby league mind to call Xavier Coach potentially being one of the buys of the season and, and the Storm turning him into um, an even better player than he was. But to, to watch him go from a side, he couldn't he couldn't consistently stay in the Broncos' first-grade side um, in the last season or so, um, yet comes to Melbourne and immediately two weeks in, he's just looking like an absolute fucking superstar, uh, which he's obviously played Origin, so he, the, the talent and the potential was obvious, but to see them utilising him and, and you know, an off-season yeah. with that team is, is obviously had a massive impact on him, so it's very impressive. 
And he's not going to score those tries like the. He's not going to try score speed tries that they got from Fox. But what he is going to score is leaping and height yeah. tries and things <clears> like, like that that the Fox yeah. never got. You know, exactly right. Um, I thought Latrell obviously South were were better in patches with Latrell back in the side, but I thought some of his um, efforts covered up another pretty clunky performance from Cody Walker, which has got to be a concern for South. Um, he probably he did a few good things in this game and certainly more than he did in round one. But um, I think Adam Reynolds leaving has impacted Cody Walker's, this, this stage of Cody Walker's career more than fucking anyone's letting on. It's, uh, I don't think any. I don't think it's. You can't even not let it, it on though. Like it's. It's, just, it's pretty fucking plain. It's to plain see. for all to see. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I don't. I don't know what they do to turn it around. Like that aspect. I mean, as a team, obviously the storm. It felt like they sort of started coasting a bit there, where they got out to the fourteen nil dickhead, and they had this game so easily in hand. And you know, credit to South for sort of clawing back, but it just felt like the storm didn't really wake <laughs> up. Mm. Until they had to, and then they just yeah. you know switched on, and that was that. Yeah. The, the Storm don't have that instant switch anymore. Like, do you remember Storm teams of old who would get out to a comfy lead, and they've always had a bit of a coast in them. Yeah, they they have had a coast in them, but they'll convince you that it's a grind, but it's a coast. But pr- but previously, as soon as the other team started to regain some ascendancy, and often before they even scored points, but when the team started to come back. Melbourne would just flip the switch instantly and be back to playing breakneck speed or or error-free, suffocating rugby league. They don't have that anymore, and it's taking them a little while to get back into the game once they take the foot off the pedal. And it's you know, still very fucking early in the season. Mm. But they had a little bit of this at the tail end of last year where they would have an excellent start to the game and then nothing. You know, yeah. um, for South, you know, we, we've said everything I think that needs to be said about that, that. That Adam Reynolds' value to the club was not only what he bought himself, but also the attention he took away from Walker. But the goal, the goal of that club, should be nothing else, you know, but getting Latrell to a point where he is doing all of the amazing Latrell stuff and minimising the dickhead Latrell stuff. Because he, like, think back to when Greg Inglis was his age or at his stage of his career. The fucking prospect of this guy being in the league for the next 10 years was scary. Like, mm. he was that dominant. And I don't remember the brain snaps or stupid plays that Latrell has. And I But think at that stage, Inglis was playing under Bellamy. And this is what I'm saying. I think, again, maybe after after Walker, the person that's lost the most with Bennett moving on is Luttrell. Agreed. So, um, in saying that, fuck, anyone would take somebody who, with the game on the line, takes a fucking field goal like that. Mm. Yeah. And just big, just, big energy. Just a walk-off. Like yeah, just a yeah. walk-off fucking homer. <laughs> yeah. Like just, and, and, like, boots it. And essentially, Steph Curry's and like turns yeah. around before it goes through. Yeah. Um, that was a fucking great moment. But yeah, need, needs more consistency during the eighty minutes. 
And look, the one thing we're talking about with the um, the, the rabbits is the the loss of Reynolds. But you know this, and it didn't really hit me until this weekend that there was a meme going around over the last you know several years with Dane Gay Guy is like you know he'd play like an absolute monster for Queensland, mm-hmm. and then at club level he'd be garbage. Like yep. He's played for the Knights, and he played. Then he moved down to Souths, and it was the same thing. I tell you what, that left hand side, one of the major reasons it's fucked is because he's not there anymore. Mm. They are miss. They miss him so much. In addition to to Reynolds, obviously. Yeah. But I never realised the like the impact that he had on the side, and not only that, then you you fast forward through to the Knights game, and when they were in huddles. After a mistake or or, or a try, they scored a try. He was nearly the most vocal person Absolutely. in the huddles. Yeah, that's it. So his has value come along a bit, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Like he's valued. He's the loss of him of of, of Gagai to the, the rabbits. I think is a massive factor as well. It's probably extremely understated. Yeah, definitely. Brendan on the socials said one good thing about the coverage of tonight's game is they don't seem to be showing replays of knock-ons, etc. They're just getting on with the game. Did you guys notice that? I still think it depends on the team of the night because there were other games where they were just bitching about stuff constantly True. and talking about what they would have done, like with the decision they would have made. And the case in point, the main one I think I uh, I noticed that was the, the Titans and Warriors game with that shit at halftime that we'll get to, but... Yeah, okay. That, they, 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 that, that, that started when it happened on the field as the halftime buzzer, as the hooter was going, and then the halftime talk was all that, and then they just kept going into the second half, and it was just fucking ridiculous. Yes. So, yeah, uh, I think Dominic. it's team-dependent. Commentary team. So, Walk, Walker's confidence is shot. He's got PTSD from Critter last year. <sighs> fucking oath he does. Uh, Michael said, all of a sudden, Tier 1 looks pretty lonely. Oh, Look, I reckon the, the storm having a bit of a lapse in concentration isn't isn't too much of a worrying sign for them in in round two. They can get away with that. The storm aren't a team. It's uh, like a, the, 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 we always talk about the storm being sort of paced paced well to you know peak a, up around yeah. finals time as well. So there's nothing to be worried about there. Uh, Riggs said first serving of NRL chaos for the year, and I am here for it. And I'll tell you what. Is there a more pretty man to kick a field goal than Pappy? <laughs> like, if that, that's... Like, that shit is... Like, that, that that mullet thing is fucking glorious. Oh, I wonder how long it, you, can, you can maintain it and just and keep the commitment to the bit. If that if that moment is not his footy card next year, <laughs> I will fucking riot. I will absolutely riot. Uh, Kurt said, not really related to tonight's games. He didn't have much game time. But I would like to thank the St. Nonsers for dropping Wishart into our hands. Too early to tell. Don't want to hex a Brooks on him. But I would be lying if I didn't sense something good coming from this kid. But there you go. Um, new commenter. Well, I think. And I don't know how to pronounce your name. It's L-E-O-apostrophe-N-L-L. How would you pronounce that, Glenny? As the recent... The, uh, the resident um, cultural connoisseur. Oh, fuck. Hang on a second. Cultural attaché. <laughs> Give it to me again. So his first name's L-E. Yeah. And it's O apostrophe N-L-L. Uh, look, you got to go with Lionel. 
<laughs> anyway, also a fan of Wishart. How good to see Wishart's son on the field. Plays just like his old man. Looks too. just like his old man, too. <laughs> I know. Fucking hell. How fucking wholesome is it to get a, a like second generation story? Oh, no matter how the good they are. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, Christy Davis on Twitter said South's up there playing the second half made use of the Storm being a man down also towards the end of it Storm won't give up too easy uh, and Paul New with a bunch of letters after it on Twitter said one peg two pegs AJ drops a sitter South need a goal kicker Storm kissed on the dick tonight I'm not sure how kissed on the dick they were by Latrell missing a bunch of kicks but there we go <laughs> Sounds like a Rabbits fan, I think. <laughs> okay, next up, the pub slot game. The, uh, the Penrith Panthers, 20, defeated the St. George Illawarra Dragons, 16, down at Netstrata Jubilee Stadium. And uh, this one, the Panthers, 20, came through a, a double to Villian Kikau in, uh, what, game number 100, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, Spencer Lanou also with a try. Crichton, three conversions and a penalty goal. Defeating the Dragons, uh, tries to uh, Tyrell Sloan, Zach Lomax, and Jaden Sewer. The Lomax, two or three conversions. Yes, nice. Take it away. Uh, I, th- I think this one, the Dragons obviously overperformed and made this game far more of a contest than ever would have dreamed. And the Panthers scored the bulk of their points with Jaden Sewer off the field in the, yep. in, in the bin. So, I mean... Really, really crucial, uh, and you know, and it comes down to what we're seeing a lot in the early rounds this year: uh, the the late tackles on playmakers, yeah. and uh, the way that's enforced. Um, I didn't think it was that bad, but they did it a few times over the weekend. So I'm happy as long as it's consistently as strict. As it was then, then there's no there's no problem with it. That and Parramatta keep getting pissed off of Mitch Moses oh, getting targeted. Isn't it funny? And now, and then fucking Uncle Benny's in there in the media now. I mean, you don't need much to dial up like that guy up. But I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And and again, here's the thing: when when you're number one, everyone wants your scalp. You know, it meant extra for their coach because obviously Penrith not standing for. The, the racist style of coaching that he had, um, allegedly had, you know, needed to go out there and, and do what the Allies did in World War Two. you know, stop stop fascism. So I, I think that's what Penrith did. But it, it was tough. Like, they lost Fish early on mm-hmm. and Bizzle went off shortly after. And, and that takes so much of Penrith's fucking yardage out of them. So, it just when Fisher when Fisher Harris goes off, it just takes so much of everything out. Like mm. the, he's like so much the heart and soul of that pack. Yeah, and by extension, you know, the just the general sort of toughness and role of the side. Yeah, like he he he's seriously an engine on leaks, mm. which just gets up and goes. Plus, going into the game, they didn't have Moses because of our fucking bald cunt friend over here suffering from a glenoid. Yeah, <laughs> but so it was a, it, you know, essentially a reserve. I don't understand how a man can have a glenoid, which is essentially where your fucking testicles grow to such a disproportionate fucking level. Do they look to your like dick. a human? Do, do they that, dislocate your shoulder? That, or whatever? <laughs> which then the 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 sheer weight of carrying those things around, if your shoulder fails on you, I don't understand why he couldn't play a game of rugby league. It's fucking soft. Well, he tried to get to the gl- the ground, but 
everyone he met kept running up and telling telling him how they did theirs. <laughs> <laughs> it's a highly contagious glenoid. Yeah. It's hard to hit. It's hard, it's hard to hit the ground when you keep falling because the mining industry keeps removing the dirt from underneath you. So you just keep- <laughs> With a digger, <laughs> a metaphorical digger. Um, yeah. So it was essentially a Panthers reserve grade side that the Dragons couldn't fucking beat, um, which is exactly what they deserve. I agree, because fuck the Dragons and fuck their fan base. Well, you know, look, here's the thing. If, if What's one, the thing? If, if one priest touched a kid, there, there wouldn't be any Catholic church jokes, you know? I'm, I'm just saying there's a culture, it seems, of the Dragons. Recurrent and, uh, events yeah. across generations and time. Fucking hail, hail Mary full of grace, you fucking sickos. But no. Um, the, the, the dragons are up for it. i got to say, I'm, I'm developing a real fucking dislike for Jack Bird. Look, I know what you're saying. I, th- I thought he played amazingly, though, up until the point that you're going to reference. Yeah. And look, what, what I did love was the battle between him and Liam Martin. Yeah. I thought that was fucking great. And I do love an old-fashioned grudge match. Um, but then he does that thing he does where he just gets a bit big for his boots and he tried it on at the wrong time. There was a tackle where Dylan Edwards has come around and after he's completed the tackle in getting up, he's um, bonked him on the nose with his knee, right? And Jack Bird's gotten up fucking, you know, and he had blood coming out of his nose, yeah. right? But he's just taken this opportunity to go, oh, we'll get someone sent off here. And he's grabbing his nose and wiping the blood and awing at the ref. And I've looked at the replay, and all that's happened is they've gone, yeah, that head knock's obviously affected you very badly, Jack, from the way you're carrying on. How about you fuck off and get an HIA? How's that for a good boy? Fuck off, Jack. And uh, got what he deserved for being a diving prick. Whereas O'Sullivan is lucky that he is now not a quadriplegic with the force that was put on him by that fucking filthy Red V merchant. Yeah, I, I don't think that, there wasn't much force on him, but I mean, the Jack, the Jack Bird one, he needed to stay down and not get up when he, you know, and, and like start remonstrating. Just play dead for a bit. Play dead for a bit and then... But no, even if he did play dead... He still would have got con- HR. The contact... The, there was yeah. contact because he got, he got that knee in the face, didn't he? Yeah, but it wasn't during the tackle. Yeah. It was in the player's detangling. Yeah, yeah. That's right. So he would have been better off after he got the knee in the face to have dropped the ball. Then maybe Edwards would have got done for crowding or something. But, yeah, or something to play. Yeah, know, not clear. Yeah. It's that fucking stupid rugby league thing. Like after there's a one-on-one strip, the other team will try to one-on-one strip every fucking tackle mm-hmm. yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. So <laughs> there, there was a head knock and someone got sent off. So now he was just trying to get somebody sent off straight away. Um, yeah. Josh. Said Panthers living up to the Oak sponsorship and milking any opportunity they can get. <laughs> See, yeah, who but says, that's 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 not that's not uncommon. Though. They've, they've been doing said, that for two years. Who said we're un, unbiased on this show? <laughs> uh, Lee said, "Oh my God, the Dragons are a shit team." Thanks for your contribution, Lee. Josh said, "Does anyone have a slower pass than Embi? It's like moving through soup." I thought Embi played a, all right. I don't. Yeah. 
Um, look, it, much maligned at the Tigers. He strikes me as the guy that will just get in and try his guts out wherever he is. Uh, and and go about it. I don't. I never really got the hate when he was at the Tigers. It was because he was part of a fucking underperforming halves pairing, and also paid a fortune. And, and he was on He rarely played, and when he did, he was playing off the bench for yeah. for like starting halfback for stupid money. money. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ash said, "Ill discipline, silly mistakes, two men in the bin, still went toe to toe with the best opposition available for seventy two of eighty minutes." Take that eight-minute brain shard at the back end of the first half away and it's a different story. Can't be unhappy with that as a Dragons fan. Can't wait for the Battle of the Reichs next week. Um, look, yes, you did go toe-to-toe with the reserve-grade side of the best in the competition. But you should still be very proud. Uh, Tim, I like that Jack Bird was removed from the field for laying down. It will stop players milking, but should have been a penalty. Also, 100% why I don't want Bird in my team. They had massive momentum. And the Panthers were all offside, and he tries to milk a penalty. That is true. That's the other thing of it. When he when he stopped, the Dragons probably would have scored the next play, mm. the way the Panthers' defensive line was. So that was unfortunate. Uh, Matthew said, so Hook can coach. He's building a decent squad. He got the Dragons up for that game and provided a blueprint for other coaches on how to take on the Panthers. Yes. Play them with two of their best players on the field missing. And the state of origin playing half, not on the field. If, if I'm honest with you, blueprint. the Tigers laid that blueprint last year. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> and li- literally during origin. <laughs> um, that was a good game with lots of intensity, which I think attributed to the error rate. Might be worth keeping an eye on the Dragons this year. Once some of those young backs get some miles on their legs, they could surprise a few of the top teams. I reckon you're not wrong. They could take some fucking scalps. Uh, also, Dogs and Tigers fans might finally get to see what Embi is capable of with a decent forward pack in front of him. In saying this, it's mid-March, so give it six weeks for the April premiers to lock and load the Mars Pass. <laughs> it never, it never ceases to amaze me. Like we sit in, the, we sit at the conclusion of round two, and again, Dragons fans and Knight fans bursting with fucking hope and promise for the season ahead. They've been hurt so many times, but like every single year before but it doesn't stop them from just having a clean fucking... They wipe the hard drive in November and then they come back, fresh little babies, <laughs> now, <laughs> ready to believe again. <laughs> for uh, for an alternate perspective, uh, Chris said, gutsy win by the boys, losing our two biggest yardage men really hurt, but we couldn't be denied despite Illawarra being grubby cunts all night. Remember, Dragons fans, you deserve every bit of shit you get. Agreed. There we go. <laughs> you done? Yeah. The Sydney Roosters, 26, defeat the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 12. Uh, Roosters tries the Hutchinson, Tupo, uh, Butcher, Double, and Tupanua. Walker, three of five conversions. Uh, Manly tries to Lawton and DCE with Garrick, two of two. An hour flat, mate. Yeah, that's fine. This was uh, like the, the, the start of the first half, the very fucking slow start again as it happens in every fucking season, a slow start in the game as well. And remember, with this is probably before you came back even, I remember uh, me and Jay talking about, they just, they sometimes they just find a bad habit of the team is they kind of need something to happen to make them, you know, sort of start, you know, get them started up, whether it's like a negative thing, like an act of grubbery against them, or they, you know, something has to happen that kind of sparks them into action. And it just, it just did not happen in the first half. And then they came out in the second half and it was, you know, 
amazing what fucking happens when you display some fucking line speed in defense and you pin teams down their end and you get some fucking ball. I mean, the attack is still mega clunky and just the timing is just all fucking wrong. I mean, you can even see it from the from the hooker. You can just see that the timing of the runs, even just for the forwards, is just off and it just affects everything. So, like, the attack has got... It's like 10% of where it needs to be and I think it's just going to have to be time to fucking... Time or some cobweb blowout, you know, easy opponent, you know, where they can just sort of fucking have their proper training run and, and get the attack going. But I see the second half as, like, the Roosters were fucking amazing in the first half. And I see the second half as a as a positive that hey the forwards can actually do their fucking job and when they do and they do a lot more aggressive defence keep teams down their end they're not doing as much tackling themselves and they're certainly not doing as much desperation defending as themselves then they can actually maintain possession and they can build pressure get repeat sets so they got a number of repeat sets in the second half and then they give themselves the opportunity to compete and to and to score points so. I'd like to think that they can look at the video of the second half and say, all right, we can take a bit away from that. But the first half was, it was basically like the week, it was like the week before with zero fucking improvement, maybe even regression, I think. And um, so let's hope that fucking uh, that second half can continue and they can build on that against their no doubt uh, next staunch opposition. I want to give um, Sam Walker for the Roosters a bit of a rap. He- yeah, a little fat ass. <laughs> the junk in the trunk came to play. Um, there was a bit of criticism floating around um, after round one about how he came out, and um, which I think is probably unfair on such a young, inexperienced player. But he plays for the Roosters, so the spotlight is definitely, definitely on. Um, well, look, at, look at the way it killed fucking Flano Junior. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and he had I, a successful I thought, season. I thought Walker had a had a really great game and, and, and bounced back quite nicely, which probably testament to his to his character as well as the faith that the club has in him as well. But I was, I was impressed with how the Roosters turned around because um, there was a few doubters after round one and, and I wasn't by any means impressed by their first uh, first hit out. Um, but, yeah, they – I thought – I don't think they were as good as what they can be, but they were a hell of a lot better. Um, and I think they were aided by the fact that Manly were – or off the pace for large patches of the game. I, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, Glenn. Pace. This week, the Roosters were quicker. Mm. They were sharper. They were better together. Um, if they can keep that up over 20-something rounds, fuck, watch out. Uh, Daniel. I also think Roos- we're seeing a trend now in the game. Sorry, I think, I think we're starting to see a trend now in the way that they've tweaked the rules over across the offseason. I think the game's actually closer to what it was like two years ago rather than what it's been the last two seasons. And um, in the, in, there's a lot more... I mean, given the, the penalty stoppage, there's a lot more stoppages now. And it's a, I, I, it's, I think it's a better game, but I think it's a, it's it's slowed it slowed the game down, though, from what it was. I mean, because it was... You know, especially last season, I mean, it was like rapid fire, almost touch. Mm. You know, the way it was just like roll, 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 you know? But yeah. now it's... Now now with those penalties coming out of the... um. Out of, defense, out of defensive yeah. end and that it does kind of it, it I think it adequately punishes teams jumping in defense yeah. and trying to exploit that six again down in the in the defensive end and uh so it's going to be a matter of teams I think having to shift their game plans again and just you know shift the yeah learn learn what the game how it shakes out how the game's being adjudicated and you know what That's to do it. about it 
Yeah. Uh, Daniel said, Roosters, 70-odd minutes to score a try against the Knights. Against Manly, 70-odd seconds. Oof, there you go. Anthony said, is it just me or a Manly unfit? We're getting gassed and teams are realising Manly's right side defence is soft. Correct. I think there's uh, so much, there's so much like complex, there's so many like cascading dependencies where it all sort of starts and the end result is exactly what that person, who, who was that comment? That's, that's the end, res, the end result is exactly what they said. Yeah. But, um, but I think there is, there's just a number of things in the middle for starters. I think Lachlan Croker isn't fit enough for, he's being put into like a defensive, through a defensive ringer. And like, you know, as much as we shit on Robbie Farah, Lachlan Croker is not going to be the guy that's like 66 tackles a game and get up and be ready and be ready to make tackles, you know, tackle after yeah, tackle, you know, for the full it. game. And then he fails in his job. Then Ola Kawadu fucking, so he, he cramps more towards the, the center and uh, towards the middle of the field. And then, so then when they spread it to the right, you're left with Ola Kawadu who's too far left. Harper, Shit, he's already shitting himself with Saab over on the other corner. And so what you're left with is this big fucking 20-meter channel for fucking Daly to cover. And, I mean, like the aim of every team anyway in every, every fucking rugby league game, no matter what competition in the world, is to try and put big cunts on halfbacks. But when you've got a Jesus halfback that's got fucking Christ. guys with 20 meters to defend, there's just got no fucking chance. You are the fucking Russian media talking about the... Conflict in Ukraine at the moment with that long-necked cunt. I beg to differ. I think that you're the Russian media trying to push your vendetta against Daly and ignoring no. the actual rugby league game that goes around it all. No. No, no, no. I, I am the fucking Ukrainian UN ambassador asking why Daly Cherry Evans is cosplaying as a defender. But... Um, to the next you are, point. You, you are Saddam's right-hand man getting up there, and, I've, and if I was in front of you, I'd be throwing shoes at you for the well, disrespect. What a, what a segue. <laughs> let's, see, let's see what the rest of the world thinks. Here's a member of the rest of the world. Here's Kat from our Facebook group. Who? He's Kat. He says, great hole tackling, Darius Cherry Evans. <laughs> I rest my case. Yes, yes, random person named after a digger manufacturer. <laughs> That's with a K. Oh, okay. it's, the, it's the Harry Barber kind of <laughs> uh, It may or may not arrive, and if it does, <laughs> it may not dig that hole. <laughs> um, it will, but the, the CCP will just be listening to you through the inbuilt Bluetooth. <laughs> Lachlan said, where were these fucking cocks when I tipped them last week? Yeah, different side, hey. Uh, Joe. Serious question. Would you rather have Luke Brooks or DCE as your club's halfback? Oh, oh, DCE. Yeah. Even I say the, DCE. The, the, ab- the absolute fucking nerve of someone. Who was that that fucking made that statement? That was our mate Joe. Joe, uh, Joe, uh, Joe Palazzi. Well, you know, I'm not going to dox him. I'm fucking. I'm, I'm, I'm doxing. He's going to wake up with a fucking horse's head in his bed. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. Say what you want about DCE, but when it's time to do bad shit, he does it so well. <laughs> uh, Mendoza said, and thus ends the debate on who's the better fullback. Back to the centres for the Blues Turbo. Uh, Lynn Shields on Twitter said, part of the master plan. I'm confident. Exactly. Jesus Christ. I agree. Uh, and Lachlan said, is it too early to start hashtag turbo lag? <laughs> 
I honestly, I would defy anyone to do it. Please go nuts, and we'll see what history says at the end of the year. See, Glenn, do you sell any turbo parts? Absolutely, at I do. Digger Central. They such yes. things as turbo like, diggers. Yeah, absolutely. Like, do they <laughs> dig quicker? Them, most of them, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm not in the MI, mate. Well, hang on, Glenn. Maybe you should be. I'd like you better. <laughs> just, just because something is what you call a digger doesn't mean that it's necessarily fast. Can't, that's the that, thing. That's a bit fucking racist. I don't call racist. any of them diggers because I'm not a fuckwit. And that's why you're on the fourth page of Google, mate. <laughs> what? <laughs> this, oh, is really? why, okay. this is why I don't engage in conversations with you. So you, you don't say digger. You, you only sing it in your car when it's already in the song. <laughs> Oh, my good Lord. Um, but see, this is it's a, such a missed opportunity. I'm going to call this episode Tales from the MI. <laughs> <laughs> um, if you have not been sending him photos of blown turbos all week... Like, what, what do you... What, why are you even in the MI? <laughs> I'm actually working in it. <laughs> not just sending memes... Well, he can't send them now because he's banned from Facebook anyway. Yeah, that's exactly it. That's, that's what you do in the FI. Uh, oh, God. That's us. On to the next one. The uh, Gold Coast Titans, 20, defeated the Warriors, 18, at Seabus in uh, front of a, uh, a bumper crowd of 13,000. Um, the Titans, 20, came through tries to Bo Firma, a double to Greg Marzu, and uh, Philip Sami with a try. Sexton, two of four conversions. The Warriors, 18, tries to Wade Egan, Marcelo Montoya, and Adam Pompey. Reese Walsh, three of three conversions. Titans looked like they were going to blow the Warriors away early on. Um, well, yeah, up, I mean, they fucking scored, scored in the first touch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... through the first set. And, um, yeah, they looked, looked quite sharp. Um Unfortunately, their intensity dropped off and, and New Zealand fought their way back into the game. The The Titans, I feel like there's not a million miles at the moment between David Fafita and David Taylor. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fucking big reputations and, and do you impressive. Reckon, do you reckon that David Fafita could do a chip and chase though? I agree with you. David Taylor is better than David Feeder. He's a far better footballer. Um, it's just, it's just reputation. Even you listen to the common commentary team, and it's all talking about David Feeder. All they need to do is get the ball to Feeder. All they need to do is get David Feeder involved. All that needs to happen is to give this cunt the ball. What needs to happen is he has to want the ball. He has to go yeah, the, find the, key the to fucking the whole ball. Game. The key to the whole game is, oh, they've got to get the ball in the hands of David Fafita. Yeah. That's all That's all, the, all you hear in the, the pre-match and everything as well. It, yeah. it would seem to me that David Fafita does not want the ball in his hands. I think that's a problem. Yep. It's, well, it's it, you know, eight touch. I think he had eight touches. And let me tell you from like, experience, when your fucking star player doesn't get the ball in his hands and doesn't go looking for it, it makes for a fucking shitty night at the football. <laughs> as for oh, the previous fucking game. <laughs> I can't relate. I don't have a star player. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you do. He's just injured for all the, pretty much the year, isn't he? Oh, do he? Yeah, that's true. I think he's. <laughs> I, I don't even know when he's coming back. That's how sad it is. Yeah. Um, I, I think that's. You know, it, it seems obvious, but the fact that he in a in a close game 
when even just for the impact it would have on his teammates, for him to have you look at a, a Payne Haas, even Tamalolo on the weekend, yep. touch the ball two two times in a set and have those those kind of runs that you know he can have, just the way that would lift his teammate and and overall improve the performance of the team theoretically, but he just doesn't want it. Yep. He wants it if there's a, if there's a high profile game, you'll see more of him. But oh, he'll want it on the he'll want it on the edge of a backline twenty meters out. Yeah, as well, you know. But yeah, yeah. put twenty you know twenty meters out from the opposition try line, but he only out from his own try line. The thing is, he's still the size that he is, and still has that level of aggression inside him when they're rucking it out from their their own twenty, which has a more dramatic impact on his teammates. <laughs> Over the course of the game, them yeah. fucking running at wingers. Yeah, I, I just yeah. I have a real problem with it. This game though had the, it was it was the way that the Titans started. They looked like they were going to win the game forty nil, mm. and I, I could not fucking believe it when the Warriors found a way to get into the halftime break. Yeah, it's crazy. It was it, it was a strange one where we had was it Sammy that failed to ground the ball properly in the in goal there, and mm. then he kind yeah. of. They, they said, you know, it, it could have been a torso grounding, but it had to be above the hips to be a torso grounding, and it, he sort of did it with his thigh. I, d- I think that it's fine. The ball wasn't grounded, but I actually think that the, um, I don't think the try was scored either. I, did, I felt like he, whoever, who was the try scorer, um, I felt like he sort of bobbled it and didn't really, you know, plant the ball down cleanly either. But um, it was a strange thing. I mean, and to the Titans' credit, I mean, it could have, it could have killed them too. True. I mean, they're they're a team that. They're one of those fun teams. I think for fans of the Titans, they've got like they're the ones that are always in a fucking game. They can <laughs> score points and they have exciting attack, but they don't have much or they have little to no interest in defense and grind. And until that part is rectified, they're always going to be sort of one of those middling teams who's going to have some great spectacular games with some wonderful tries. But they've, you know, they're going to have these games like they had, you know, 32, 28 last week loss. Mm-hmm. You know, then this is twenty eighteen. You know, jagged out a win. That's what that's what it's going to be. This that's what it's going to be for them. I, I in contrast to Fafita, I think giving Tino the captaincy was a fucking great move. Yeah, yeah he was a bit. I, I feel like he was down. He had a down year last year, and they expected a lot of big things from him. Mm. You know, moving up to the Gold Coast this year, he's back in a big Even- way. Even especially defensively, like he he didn't shirk his responsibility when they when they had the ball, but yep. defensively, if there was like a half chance for New Zealand through the middle, he was always the guy knocking them on their ass every yep. single time without fail yeah. whenever he was on the field. And you know, you look at what you're getting out of Fafita for his his money, and what you're getting out of Tino. I think giving him the the captaincy is a fucking brilliant play from Holbrook and. He's he's going to grow as a player, obviously, but the the impact he's going to have on that team is 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 going to be fairly fucking epic over the course of the yeah. season. That's it. All right, James said so Jazz Tavanga has got to be one of the most underrated players in the comp. What do you reckon? Agree, disagree, or is he sorry, who who? Rated? Sorry. Jazz Tavanga. Oh, I think he's. I think he's probably you know, reasonably fairly. People aren't going around saying he's garbage, are they? Like he's about rated where about where he is. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, Stephen. So the Titans are going to be the first team to score a thousand points in a season, <laughs> while also conceding a thousand points in a season. <laughs> um, to that previous point, I want 
I want to talk about Josh Curran. If you want to talk about people that are underrated, yeah, that's underrated. That's underrated. That guy's a fucking footballer. Yeah, I appreciate Isaiah, his game. Isaiah Yo's underrated. Oh come on now. He he no. was he was until like no. two years ago. Not now. No, no, no. Just he, because you, it's, he it's, can be appreciated more. There is more appreciation <laughs> out there that he is not getting, which means until he has all the appreciation. He is the most underrated. His name, he's his name's coming up in a fucking Titans versus Warriors game recap. I mean, I think he's getting his share. <laughs> <laughs> Send it back to twenty minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice one. On to the next one. Uh, the Sharkies eighteen defeated the Eels sixteen um, at points bet. And for a ground that's been closed down for construction for so long, they really haven't fucking done much with it, have they? <laughs> no, <laughs> they only shut it down so they could bury the bodies, mate. They didn't do any renovations. <laughs> uh, the, the Sharkies, uh, 18, uh, tries to the moot. Sione Katoa, um, Connor Tracy, and Tig Wilton. Nico Hines, one of four conversions. The Eels, 16, came through tries to Mitchell Moses and Reed Marnie. Gutherson, two conversions and two penalty goals. Fuck the heels. Fuck, I enjoyed this game. Oh, me too. Same. Same. And, I'll do, and just to, to, to repeat something I said on Twitter, this game, it wasn't so much that we're celebrating up, up Cronulla, it's that we're celebrating down, down the eels. Is like, it all the eels or is it just Gutho and Moses? Yeah, it's just Gutho and Moses. Mostly uh, Nathan Brown as well, probably. It's, it's yeah. not even Moses. Yeah, Nathan Brown. Oh, like you're, a Moses? you're a Moses guy? No, definitely not- is. I, I, no, I agree with you on Moses. I'm not not a Moses guy. Okay. So I'm 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 not a fan. I'm not 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 a Moses guy. <laughs> oh, fuck, yeah. It's right up there with your mirror neurons lecture. I'm fucking more confused now than I was then. <laughs> yeah, but you remembered what it was about, didn't you? Yeah. I bet he couldn't do a one sentence description of what they are though. <laughs> anyway, on to the game at hand, Glennie. I, I agree with Jay's sentiment. I thought it was a fucking really entertaining game. The finish was was amazing. Uh, I think for Para, as slick as their attack can be, when they when they flick the switch, I think they have an ability to to score points um, fairly easily. Um, defensively, they get their numbers stripped quite easily, and I, I don't think the Sharks are. A, a, all the way there where they have the potential to be in attack, but they, they expose them several times on the edges just from para not numbering up. It's, and yeah, yeah, and it was it wasn't particularly brilliant. No, that, that's like my this, point. And, and, and this and and this fit, this orchestrated setup and dragging numbers. No, like, it wasn't like heaps of decoys and you know and an overlap. It, it was just past the ball, and Para didn't have enough blokes there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It, um, it, it's weird. I mean, obviously the defensive issues that were highlighted by the Titans last week are clearly actually a thing. Mm. I think you're right about the attack. I think they're probably just slow to get their attack moving, much like Manly is as well. I mean, it's just a It'll come like the teams like that. It will come by the time you know we we we're in the lead up to like sort of magic round. Mm. They'll be there, because you can see like whilst there's stuff that they're doing that is it it doesn't quite come off. The ones that do when you just and it looks so effortless that that gives me you know that gives me the opinion that power up as I said when they, they try like they, they try like before half time yeah, right? yeah yeah when when it when it's right and obviously with continuity and more games and more reps, all the rest of it, it, 
it'll come. Um, for the Sharkies, Nico Hines has had two obviously quite solid performances for them to start the season. I'm not sure how his combination with Moylan works long term, but for the moment, I think he, you know in this game he really complemented Moylan's style really well and allowed yeah. Moylan to play. A, a bit more of a subdued role, and at this stage of his career, I think that's what he needs, and he can pick and choose his moments as he did um, to to set up the you know to throw the ball for the uh, for the last try. So I, I think he you know if if that continues and that's where they go in the halves, I think he extends Moylan's career by a little bit because I think he looked and he looked I, fucking washed up. I think in this one, Cronulla are starting to see the benefits of how they recruited, especially in the forwards. Mm. Like, I think having someone like Fanukin on the field, like, where he, he's never going to be that Fafita guy no. where where he'll break the game open all by himself mm. or, or this. But I think just his But he'll be in the game for 80 minutes. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. Um, and when these young guys, you know, get a little bit loose or, or float away a little bit from where they're supposed to be, he's there to, to bring them back. Um Ramian, I thought, had a fantastic game. Like after the brain snap last week, that that essentially set Canberra up to win the game. Um, I think his effort was was far better channeled this week. Uh, and and as long as he can stay stay at that ratio of good shit to bad shit, um, he'll be very fucking valuable for them this year. I thought he was good. I agree. On the socials, Ross. Said Hines and Moylan look a dangerous combination. Indeed, they do. Uh, Chris said Para had one job to finish that shit cunt Scomo. Couldn't even do that. <laughs> Hashtag King Nutho. <laughs> Troy suck all the dicks, Moses. You little whinging cunt. John, now this is a genuine one, and and I understand this one. I want to know what Brad Arthur's plan is with Jake is. He can't play in any other position other than halfback. So why have him on the bench over a Bryce Cartwright who can play lock, second row, 5'8", etc.? We could have used another middle forward at the end there. Maybe Ray Stone could have been off the field and not given away a dumb penalty that cost us the game. Meanwhile, the coach's son was sat on the bench with his feet up for 80 minutes like a glorified spectator. I, I also... I, I, I do everything you said. I, I do as well. And especially because of what Bryce Cartwright showed in patches last season and, and about... You know, he had some really quality moments, and I, I don't think he's that guy that's going to give you 80 minutes of solid, consistent, disciplined well, game time. Bryce, Bryce Cartwright is, is completely in the mould of that Parramatta Club's culture. Like, he uses money to cover up problems in his life. I was more both of them with equal degrees of success. I was I was trying to focus on his uh, on his footballing ability and what it might bring to to his club. His resurrection, his on field resurrection down <laughs> at, the, at the Parramatta Eels, plenty. Yes, <laughs> yes, but um, it, it does it does make zero sense. Why, regardless of who it is, but the fact that it's the coach's son does is in a great look. look. Th- think of it this way, right? So. If you remember, right before Delta Wave, mate, of of the Rona, there was a shit ton of pressure on Anastasia Palaszczuk to to open the Queensland borders up, mm-hmm. and I think there was a goal, like a Gold Coast Council election or something like that, and and there was all this pressure, especially down on the Gold Coast, 
The border's costing jobs. It's this. Open the border. Open the border. There's no more Rona. Open the border. Open the border. And she hung out and hung out and hung out and wouldn't relax the, the border restrictions. Next thing you know, Delta's here. And there's yep. Delta running fucking rampant through Sydney. And all of a sudden, Queensland's going, fucking shut the borders, shut the borders. <laughs> but that that was a calculated political play. And it it paid off for her. Yeah. Like Brad Arthur's doing this weird shit where if, like if Moses does a fucking knee, he looks like a hero. Mm. You know? Um I'm I'm not sure it's the right play. And the fact that it's his kid makes it look fucking worse. The optics on it are terrible, like yeah, because yeah. of that, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um yeah, but but I, if, I, if if Moses doesn't do a knee He's doing more harm to the team exactly. by having him yeah. on the bench. <laughs> because there's, I, I don't understand. Like, what's what's the role? I mean, or, like, or is it hubris? Is he thinking that they're going to be fucking thirty points ahead every game, and he can bring Mitchell Brown off for a rest and put his kid in? You know what? What's the go? I, I don't understand it myself, but yeah, I don't understand it either. Anyway, um, yeah, fuck Parramatta. Agreed. Uh, uh, the, last one on that yeah. game, I'll, I'll give to our mate B.43 on Twitter. Uh, Benny said, Nutho was so good for us that I feel bad that Para was playing with him. There you go, <laughs> Benny. Well done. The Cowboys, 26, defeated the Raiders, 6, up there at the Abattoir. The uh, Cowboys tries to Talungi, the hammer, Kyle Felt, and uh, Nanai. Holmes, three or four conversions, two penalty goals. The Raiders, 6, a try to Corey Harawira Naira, and a conversion to CHN as well, and that is the end of that. I think the Raiders were out-muscled and out-enthused for and 80 just, minutes. And they were fucking poor. <laughs> they were they were bad. They were a long way off the pace of the game that was set by the Cowboys. They, mm-hmm. A pace that was set early on, and to the Cowboys' credit, they maintained it um, over the course of the game, um, albeit against not a great deal of fucking resistance from Canberra. Um, yeah, that, that performance... From Canberra was that's that's damaging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, and like, like yeah, without ruling the cow. I mean, I you know I didn't think the Cowboys were going to win this game, but for them to actually win, it's great. For them to win in the fashion that they did, even even though they blew it out, you know, significantly, you know, through a man advantage when a player was in the bin, but. Fuck me! I mean, this like I was blown away that they won this, that they mm. could turn it on and win this heavily. Uh, Tamalolo's involvement was was high. Um, he looked definitely looked on with the time that he was on the field. He looked like he wanted to be out there, and he showed that with the impact of his runs and and his involvement and and touching it multiple times in a set, um, which is a great sign for the Cowboys. If that's I think he's probably been a bit stung maybe by some of the, the comments in the media about not being worth the money and the Cowboys should move him on. And, um, you know, hopefully that, that is the, the turning point for him, uh, regardless of how Peyton plays him, that whatever minutes he is out there on the field, that he's, he's having that sort of impact. Are, are we at the end of the... Is five years now the longest deal we'll ever see again? Oh, I think so. Do you remember when we used to say, like, five-year... Even five-year deals were like, whoa, that's that's a fucking big deal. And then we got it, a couple it was of ten-year deals, and it was even a, it was a, yeah, it was, it was a, yeah. I don't think we'll see like because he, yeah, because he was was he ten or was he? Yeah, 10. he was ten. 
Yeah. So there's, there's, there's him. There's him and the worst defender in the history of rugby league that have been on 10-year deals. Gutho's not on 10 years. What are you talking about? No, the worst defender in the history of rugby league. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, you're wrong. No, Gutho's he, a terrible He's, a, a he's only on three. Defense. Kevin Walters signed <laughs> Billy Walters to a 10-year deal. Holy fuck. Wow. And, we talk, and, we want, and we're talking about Brad Arthur carrying his son on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> there are bigger problems in this game of ours. <laughs> Tell you what, sounds like fucking Manly's carrying your son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but... Uh, but um, Daly didn't like it was it wasn't like a straight up oh it's ten years it's a ten year contract like it was uh, Tamalolo's was like ten years in length Daly's was like you know yeah there was a number of considerations in it, it wasn't a set year thing it was more like a you know a, a career sort of thing and then with extensions now the next one's going to end at the end of next year I think but um I don't think that what's another long term contract that's in play at the moment is there even anything that's Five. Not if nothing close to that. Is there a five in play at the moment, though? I'm just like I can't. I, the the reason I just I just can't think of anything like that. No, neither can I. Yeah. So, and and why? Yeah. Because they're fucking horrible ideas. Yeah, that's it. Especially in that, like, yeah, like coaching. Five years has proven to be not a great idea. In mm. five years, but coaching isn't taking a physical toll on the coach's body through through contact for six months, heavy contact through six months of the year and all the attrition that that brings. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's crazy when you think about it, no matter how good a player is. Mm. You know, it's amazing to think that you'd want to gamble just on their health, yeah, let, exactly. let alone their form and all the rest of it, you know, off the field as well, you know, all that sort of shit. So, yeah. But no, I think, yeah, I don't think we'll even see five. Nah, that's it. Unless it's like, yeah, you, you, you're trying to secure like a junior and it's this weird sort of, it's like a five-year deal, but you're paying them not much because it's, you know, yeah. you expect to see them coming up in, you know, in the junior grades, you know, and, and, and Reggie's for probably the first three of it, yeah. maybe, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, anything else to say about that game, fellas, or are you just going to hit the socials? Let me guess, Cowboys game, no socials. Well, yeah, nothing of value anyway because Cowboys and Raiders have shit fans and make shit comments. So nothing right. worth reading out. Okay, so the Newcastle Knights, 26, defeat the West Tigers, 4. At McDonald Jones, the Newcastle Knights, 26, came through tries to Clifford. Frizzle, Braden Best, Dom Young, Dan Gagai. Clifford, two conversions and a penalty goal, keeping the Tigers in it. And uh, the West Tigers, four points via a try to one of their captains, Ken Mamalo. And that is that. Plenty. Yes, what can you say? What can what can you say about? Well, the first I'll ask you a simple question to start with. Do you take? Is there anything good that you can take out of that game? Zero. It ended. You're incorrect. You're incorrect. <laughs> there's one. There's one thing you can take out of the game. Tuolangi's still looking fucking amazing. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah <laughs> the future of your club, Glenn. I tell you, I, I've I said this. I said this to some of the guys during the game. But I'll ask you because you're a Tigers fan, and it could be a straight manly Tigers thing. We send you Marty to Pow today. We take Tulangi early, and then we spend the extra money on a hooker. Who says no to that deal? Favorite son of yours goes back. Favorite. Marty gives you some much needed. 
prop ability? <laughs> Means you don't have to play Tamau again? Well, he's one of our captains. We have to play. Oh. Fucking dug ourselves a hole. Several holes. Five of them, to be honest. Um, so who's who's the next washed-up star you're going to get from Penrith? Uh, probably Dylan Edwards. Well, yeah, but... Is he sending Dane you're... Laurie back for that, or...? No, nah, we'll just probably run Dano on the bench, put Dylan Edwards in there. Make him our captain. Yeah, nice. What could possibly go wrong? Look, I think you guys are all getting a bit fucking carried away. The The fans wanted improvement. We, we demanded it after being done 38-0 by the Bulldogs in the last round of last season. And uh, I don't know, you know, Jay, you're the fucking maths expert by your own admission, not 10 minutes ago. Um... I think twenty six to four is uh, is a better better margin than thirty eight nil, and I'm sure pretty sure the way this club operates, they'll be pointing to that and saying, "Hey, you guys want an improvement? Look, we improved." This, Jesus Christ! This performance was was fucking a shambles, an absolute fucking shambles. And as much as I was willing to give them the benefit of the doubt when they went through their so called fucking kangaroo court review and, and decided that Madge could, you know, they'd show Madge the, the good grace of allowing him to keep his fucking job. I reckon he's regretting the fact that that has happened um, because they're already, the knives are out for him again when Brooks clearly does not want to be out there. Uh, Dane Laurie was ineffective. The forwards, it was it was fucking embarrassing. It was embarrassing. There's certain skill elements to, to the game that you, you just you can't expect out of some players, and, and I, I understand that. And some of those areas we just don't cover. But if you're a big cunt and you weigh 105 kilo, 110 kilo, and you play in the fucking forwards, and all you've got to do is grab the ball, catch it, and, and, and fucking run hard, and, and maybe if you have the skill of putting a bit of footwork on, um, all these things, you know, getting a quick play the ball, using some sort of power and strength to, to overpower your opponent. Yep. What? None of them did it. Tuolungi yeah. being an exception. And and in certain cases, certainly when we're attacking Leilua, but as, as a whole, it was fucking embarrassing. And more so that, the Knights didn't have Clemmer, although he's not the player he was, and no Ponga, yet they still blasted us off the fucking park. It's ridiculous. Absolutely now, now, fucking ridiculous. Now, now, while you catch your breath and get ready to go in for round two on the Tigers, I mean, Clune's working out well for the Knights. I mean, yeah, he is. Which is maybe why Brooks is so pissed off, because his outlet's he- now fucking shut. <laughs> Yeah, Clune could have been, and as a Tigers fan, Clune could have been doing that for you. But um, eh, I don't know if it, they wouldn't. They wouldn't have signed Clune. No, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to, you know, make it make a NRL math work out for you, mm. mate. But um, they're like, going like to be, for example, that Bradman Best try. Yeah, and Bradman Best had that had a, a great first. Yeah, you know, he burst on the scene what a couple of years ago. Mm. Yep, very injury hampered last year, and um, but the way that that Clune put that ball on him. 
gave him a clear run where he only had to you know trample over one guy. You know, he was he was already through the line when he got the you know when he mm. got the pass rather Did- than being you know hospitalized. You know, you know, passed into like you know a pack of defenders. Now what's uh, now, Jay? You're you're the man. You you dubbed the term effort face, right? What yes. what do we call? We can't just call it like it's it seems redundant to call it an offer face. There's got to be a better term for the arms, palms to, to the heavens, arms outstretched, looking up like it looks like he's saying, what the fuck just happened? But I've, yeah. I, I, do, he, I what he's actually saying is, what the fuck are you cunts doing? I'm the greatest rugby league player ever. Like, like you know me. I, I, I love a joke. Um, Noffa's fucking beyond it. Like, we have said everything that is potentially amusing about that man. Um, so whatever we just, that... we just go with the low-hanging fruit and just call okay. it an offer face. So Glenn, now... do, you know, do, you know, do you know what the, the Big Bang is? Big Bang is how scientists explain the origin of our known universe. Thank you for right? j- Jay-splaining that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, here's, here's the thing, right? You, I'm sorry, do you know about the Big Bang? Yes, mate. Cool. So what happened? Listen, we're not going to have a debate about the Big Bang. I want to talk no, about David debate, Nofaluma. Seriously, I'm giving you an analogy here. Work with me. Okay, give me the analogy. So what happened to the Big Bang? Jay, get to your point. Okay, so there was a giant explosion of energy and the universe started... I can't remember expand, the... Expand. I can't remember the words to the song of that right. great TV oh, show that you guys like. Fucking hell. <laughs> Something about a hot, dense state, which sounds like my anus. So the universe started expanding. Then you might ask yourself the question, expanding into what? The what is where fucking Noffa lives right now. He's fallen off the edge of the known universe (laughs) of shit that we can make fun of because he is so fucking pathetic. Yeah, I agree. It's sad. The thing, the thing, the thing about Nofa. I mean, like, yeah, we, we we have our our jokes with it, but there was, I think, literally through the through the the thread of my friendship with you, Glenny, is I was watching that game. We're not friends. And, Don't ever say that again. And I can't remember. I think the Tigers were on the attack, and I think the ball went out, and the, the pass was too low for Nofa or something, and he dropped it, he knocked it on or whatever yeah. with the line beckoning. And then he turns inside and has that thing like that pose, the arms yeah. out like, and I just saw that and I was just like, it made me fucking so enraged. Yeah, how can like, you do that? I would hate like exactly like who wants to play with you when you look when you're literally on a tele? They fucking televise these games. They film them on TV. They people see they can see what you're doing that you just literally just you say fuck you to your teammates. Yeah, essentially. Like it's just so infuriating. I agree. And like, <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah. I, 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 like, no wonder his A and B defenders fuck off and leave him. By, I mean, see, like, again, let me bring the example. Do you remember when that person or people I don't remember on Twitter ran at uh, Vunivalu uh, about for a couple of defensive reads he made? Yeah. And he broke it down to them and said, "You know what?" This happened, so I did this. This happened, so I did this. Yep. This happened, so I did this. I'm perfectly comfortable with my decisions, and my coach is too. Yep, that was actually amazing. That that exchange, you know? and and that what that shows is that a good offense will outstrip a good defense, even if the defense makes all of the right spur of the moment decisions. Yeah, 
that's all the that's ones within their system job. that they that's that they it. expect to do. Yeah, exactly. I see nothing in Noffa's defensive performance that shows me that he is even determined. Well, even in the absolute worst defensive structure, where you can have multiple scenarios playing out, each with you know, as you say, if this happens, this is your action. If this happens, this is your. None of those scenarios would involve standing there doing nothing. Yeah. It... <laughs> Just fuck me. It's it's embarrassing, and I feel like I've said it way too many times over the last uh, year or so. But I, I don't know what they do. I feel like they need to make a decision with Brooks, but they've also, and we talk about, you know, you made the analogy, analogy Jay, about Palaszczuk and, and the borders, etc. I think the Tigers have, have tried to play a game of politics with regards to Brooks and tried to back him and painted themselves into a corner now where they're fucked. They've, they've said on multiple occasions, including the lead-up to this season, that he's our halfback, he's, he's a local junior, and um, you know we, we know what he's capable of, etc. Two rounds in, the decision needs to be that when Dewey comes back, he plays six and Hastings plays seven. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's it's, it. It's as simple as that. You know, what, you know what a sunk cost fallacy is? No, I haven't heard that one before. Um, so... Okay, let, let's say you've got a, a car and it breaks down. You've got to start replacing parts in it. The car's worth five grand. And over the last year, you've put three grand worth of parts into it. Mm. Right? There is a stream of logic that would say, well, fuck, you know, no, I'm not going to get rid of this car. Spent this much on it already. This much on it. <laughs> it's only worth five and I've spent three on it. That would be such a waste of money for me to, to get rid of it. Right? Brooks is essentially at this stage a sunk cost. And maybe not all because of his skill. It might be a mental thing. He might just need to change the scenery. Mm. You know? Um, Which, like I, I, him I going to so. the Knights, I don't think would have been a horrible scenario for him. But, no. um, look, the Knights weren't amazing. They didn't have to be. And while you're in the mood for Jace planning, fucking Tyrone <laughs> Peachy. <laughs> <laughs> This was this was like the, the emergence of like the first real peaching of his yep. tenure, of his of his time at the Tigers. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it just—I literally like match your enthusiasm. I, I picked up my phone and I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to message the cunt. He knows that I know that he knows that I know. Yeah, That's it. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is a, there is a special fucking sadness that you can only feel for other people that have had peak peachy at their club. <laughs> that um, was peak peachy. It only took two rounds. Yeah. Well, one game. It only, because it's yeah. first game in the club. <laughs> yep. But, yeah. That's it. And I've That's never it. agreed with anything. I've never enjoyed the sound of Corey Parker's voice, and I still won't. But his comments about peachy are fucking 100% dead on. What, what did he say? say? Remind me what he said. Basically said, he's one of their captains. And he's one. He's one of the players, effectively, as a captain of the club, that other players around him in the heat of battle would look to for leadership. And that's the shit he's doing. Yeah, it's 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 woeful. So hang on, who who are your captains? Tamau, Brooks, Dewey, Peachy, and 
Ah, fuck, I can't remember the other ones too yeah, many. Okay, fair enough. So the cunt that, that shouldn't be there... Brooks doesn't want to be there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, two two newish recruits from another club mm. in in Tamau and Peachy. Yeah. And a, and a guy on the sideline. Exactly. Which I understand. Solid, like, solid work. If they had a, a second captain because Dewey was the first choice and he's injured, I get that. Yeah. But That's it. five. Anyway. And, and four out of those five are fucking ridiculous. Anyway. That's it. Um, Zoran on the socials. Said which era? Oh no, hang on. Here we are. There you go. We did have some socials on the fucking um, dragons. Ah, dragons raiders. No, too late now. Fuck there on. was one. There was one. All I right. put it at the beginning of the tigers email. Fuck them. <laughs> um. Here we go. Sam said, as a Knights fan, I'm pleased to see we don't have a defensive liability at fullback today, and might have a chance to win. Uh, the outliers who go against the tide. What an oracle you are, Sam. Um, Ash, the Tigers have been so bad that even the Knights fans are leaving early. (laughs) Uh, Lando said, I'd say the Tigers and their degenerate fans will be looking at ninth place through my misty eyes full of nostalgia by the end of this season. Sitting at the bottom of the ladder, working their nooses with the wide end of the wooden spoon. Some hashtags will never die. No, they won't. Hayden said, West Tigers are always in a fucking game. What an absolute ass raping I don't even know where to start with the Tigers. Defence and attacks was the shambles. The only try was five minutes left, and our forwards let us down massively by not making enough metres and getting over the advantage line. Tigers halves and playmakers had next to no room, always took the worst option at every chance. The Knights, well, they just went out and played simple footy. Tigers made them look a lot more better than they actually were and took full advantage of it. True. Uh, Phil. Said, Madge better be pushing season two of Tiger Town. It was the only thing that saved him last year. <laughs> I remember reading that. That's fucking clever. Yeah. Uh, Tom said, I thought for sure the Bulldogs game last year was going to be rock bottom for the Tigers, but fuck me, the decline continues, and I'm all for it. There we go. Uh, Nate said, can we get a podca- podcast disclaimers on the Tigers for the remainder of the season? Timestamps to avoid would be great. <laughs> uh, Devon Head. Said, imagine how bad Luke Brooks would be if he didn't have a massive off-season every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, imagine if they didn't unleash him. Ugh. I mean, if he wasn't unleashed. Fuck. <laughs> okay, moving on to the Brisbane Broncos defeating the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs 16 points to 10 um, at Acor Stadium. And I didn't realize the name had changed. Um, the Broncos 16 tries to... Uh, Corey Oates and a double to Herbie Farnworth. Reynolds, two or three conversions. And the uh, Doggies, 10 tries to Braden Birds and uh, Jerry Marshall King. One conversion to Birdo. What do you have to say, Glennie? <laughs> go, you go first, mate. Figured I had enough to say about the fucking Tigers game. Now I'm just annoyed. Um, I think the Bulldogs' attack showed some signs of improvement. Um and that may continue. I just don't see Avarillo as a seven by any any fucking no. measure. And I think that hinders them for I think a only considerable in, period of time. The only improvement in the doggies' attack is the uh, those those floaters from Matt Burton in mm. the kicking game at the end of each set where they don't score points. Oh, Look, yeah. but Berto's Berto's boot is going to keep them in the. Yardage game in that territory war yep. for a lot of games. 
because fuck me, he's got some distance on it, mm. and and he'll get him out of trouble, right? So, so by that right, they might not leak as many points because teams won't spend as much time down their end of the field, which is going to be an improvement for them. But you got to remember last year, the dogs by the numbers, the dogs played some of the highest quality football in terms of discipline. Mm. I think they had the highest completion rates in, probably week on week. That's it. So, um, their problem is turning field position into points. Yeah. You know, and and there's not much there that I saw that says that they're going to trouble any of the top teams and that. Um, what do you think of Reynolds? I thought he was a long way off his best, but the impact that he has on his teammates just by his presence is, is clear already. Just the kicking game alone that the Broncos mm. now have, yeah, to yeah, kicking into the corners, yeah. that alone... Exactly. Is what got them on top. And this game was, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game. But when we got to about the, what, probably around the 60-minute mark, when the Broncos started to, like, really take control of the game, and from that point on, even though it was still a close margin on the final scoreline, the, the, like, the dogs just weren't in it. No, not at all. And once the Broncos got on top, and Reynolds just kept you know, kicking down the down, kicking down the other end when the the Bulldogs starting from shit field position, you know, every set, it didn't matter what they you know they did they they made some sort of half breaks and things like that and got themselves you know in the game you know territorially. But then the Broncos forwards were well on top, good kick at the end by Reynolds, and just that basic sort of game plan. Yeah, that's it. How is better is than the Broncos have been the last two years? You know what I mean. You, like, you can see it deflate an opposition. Yep. Like especially where they start, they'll have a, a couple of good sets in a row, put on some good attacking raids, and then all of a sudden you throw back just a textbook fucking five tackle yardage set. Yep. Boot into the corner, amazing kick chase, and you can just see it fucking rip the soul out of them. Yep. yep. You know that that textbook fucking rugby league. That's amazing. I thought Jaden. Noffa Lokenbaugh had a fucking ordinary night, <laughs> made some pretty fucking shoddy decisions, and his attempt when when Farnworth stole that ball, and, and maybe he was just waiting for a whistle. But Yeah, which is unforgivable. Yeah, yeah That's it. you got to play the whistle, especially at this level, and his attempt was fucking ineffective, to say the least. <laughs> Correct. But also that guy is one of the taller players in the game, and you've got a guy that can, you know, that can put up an excellent bomb in Matt Burton. Mm. But if you if you're one of the tallest players on the field at any given time, he he must have the lowest vertical leap in the competition, maybe mm. in the history of the game. I don't think he fucking leaves the ground above tag height. <laughs> like, and do you mean like the tags of his shorts, or like tag the popular schoolyard game that he I'm, watches from afar. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's a fucking pedo. B, but also literally, also literally the length of the tags on his fucking boots. Like, so yeah, but he he was obviously a, a massive difference breaker, and that and. And then uh, that steal from Farnworth, and then the, and the subsequent try that he ran, like that was just one of those comical things that only happened to the Bulldogs. Yeah, that's it. You know, that's it. Mm, seen a few and comical the, things well, happen to and, the Tigers, yeah, and and the Tigers, perhaps, perhaps. <laughs> on on that note, John said, "This is a contest for who spent more money to miss the eight. <laughs> 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 uh, Terry, a good game, but that loss is on Barrett. Avarillo and Ockenbaugh came up with two god-awful plays to get Brisbane their winning try. 
I still like the steps that are being taken, but they needed to win that game before Manly used them to get their form back. Lachlan. First time in a while I felt like we could finish a game off. Got to say, it's good having Reynolds finishing sets off well. Nick said, if South had kept Reynolds, not only did they beat the Storms on Thursday, but the Dogs beat the Broncos. He was the difference in two of the eight games this weekend. Yeah, you're not wrong. Todd Vailing. I'm in awe of this having an experienced halfback thing. <laughs> Till he gets injured. Which he does all the time. But that's not what in awe means. You would be in awe of somebody else having a halfback. Well, he's, 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 he's just in awe of the, you know, the of What are you fucking Jace playing that as well? You're in the mood. Yeah. You're on fire. I, cha- I should change the episode title to Jace Blaining. Well, look. Although I feel like we probably called an episode that in the past already. Here's the thing. <laughs> if I can't tell dumb cunt Bronco fans from Western Australia of all fucking places how to speak, yeah, that's true. what the fuck can I do? Yeah. Uh, Josh said, how good? Bronco's third on the table. Hopefully Manly beat Bulldogs next week so we can say that we started the losing streak that ultimately ends in Barrett getting axed after the Panthers run a freight train through them in round five. <laughs> there you go. And you know what? You're absolutely right, Matt. You've got someone like Bellamy that takes a fringe player or a player that struggled to stay in first grade into his side and develops a portion of the game plan specifically around his talents and abilities. Yep. Right? What, what the fuck's Barrett done? You ruined Nick Cotrick. Co- paid paid yeah. fucking great money for players that have been really good at other clubs and turned them into lesser players. He's like ruined, a yeah. reverse ruined, Bellamy. Ruined, <laughs> ruined Kyle Flanagan, who had perhaps one of the worst blows to a confidence of a young player that you could ever sustain in getting the asshole from the Roosters after a successful season. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't... I, I would defy people to, to to show me a player that Trent Barrett has uh, coached into being a better player. That's it. Don't, they don't ex- they don't exist. Nice. Anyway. Look, they won't never. Not to say is it never going to happen, but fuck me, he's starting to build up a little bit of a a resume that's not not really displaying anything great. That's it. All right, that was round that was uh, round two, folks. Thanks for listening, as always, and. Uh, I don't have the full spiel in front of me. Become a patron. It's the fucking best way to support the show. Patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Go to thisweekinleague.com forward slash links and uh, you can get the links to everything you need to get to. Thanks so much for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Do you have any final words, fellas? No. <laughs> Three, Pete. March grand final next week. Fuck Excited yeah. to see the Knights earn their credit. But we'll talk about that on Wednesday. <laughs> Later. See ya. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 